Hello, and welcome to Grow With Soul. I'm Kate Ferris, a coach, writer, hiker, and recovering high achiever, and this is a work in life podcast. Join me for discussions and musings about how our work can be a small and magical part of a bigger, more meaningful life. So come on in, get comfy, and let's begin. Hello! Today is the first of the new guest co-host episodes and I am beyond excited for you to listen to this conversation with my friend Sasha. To be honest, this episode has caused me a bit of a headache because we covered so many different and sprawling things that I really had no idea what to name it. So you will just have to trust me that it is so much more than what's on the tin. Sasha was first on the podcast back in episode 103, so if you'd like to hear more background about her and what she does, then go ahead and listen to that because we are diving headlong into all the things about work today. Hello. Hi. How are you? (sighs) I am okay. Now you have alleviated my speaker stresses, (laughs) not knowing how to use technology, honestly. Thanks it's because of using the archaic system of Skype rather than Zoom, which everybody uses. <laughs> I refuse. I refuse to Zoom. <laughs> it's fine. To be fair, I probably wouldn't have known the right preferences menu over there either. So wherever, I would have That's had all. problems. <laughs> so what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> just, just all right. Just <laughs> what's going on in your life? Right in. Like, well, how existential do you want me to go? Like, <laughs> so I think obviously you've been on this podcast before, mm-hmm. and so there's that. That's the whole thing that people can go and listen to if they want the ins and outs of the what you do. But maybe let's do like a really super quick. This is what my work looks like. Okay. In in all its parts. Okay. So at the moment, my work <laughs> looks like I am an administrator for a small company. And that was literally as of last week, Wednesday, I have gone back into full-time work for the first time in 2021, actually. And I also, a podcaster now myself, I am a copywriter and creative writer, freelance, and I also host journaling workshops. And I write a lot about dealing with my own journey of self-doubt, but trying to do the things I want to do. And I use words as a bridge to connect with other people about that and connect with myself. So that's me in a nutshell. Well, that is a smooth elevator pitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's honed. That's a honed description of Frank and Veal. I'm quite impressed with that. I did an interview kind of by email the other day and I always like it when someone else describes what you do because I'm like, do I do that? That's <laughs> so impressive. That is so cool. I'm like, I'm copying that. I'm paste that somewhere on my website. <laughs> I sound really good. Like, is it? Is this what she's getting from what I'm doing? All right, then cool. <laughs> so given that you've got 
the two main things of inverted commas normal job and if we want to use should we use side hustle do we not want to use that we can you're you're i'm frank and feel how are you defining work right now i really liked it when you sent me this question to mull over because i think it's changed quite a lot for me over the last few months i have completely ditched the idea of a career ladder and I am furious I'm furiously trying to find out who presented me with that ladder to climb because I kind of want to deck them I think for part of this year work was viewed as doing the thing that keeps the lights on so I can keep doing the thing that lights me up mm-hmm. And that's not inter- That's not speaking from a limiting place. I think it's just speaking from an honest place. I have been listening to the audio version of Emma Gannon's The Multi-Hyphen Method over the last fortnight or so. And it's really been speaking to me because I, when I set up Frank and Phil and I just I started writing, I wanted, I think I did want that kind of side hustle thing, but I've never necessarily wanted to be fully self-employed. I've been happy to have slashes and different buckets and different things that light me up because I spent eight years within the PA world and I actually really enjoy and enjoyed my work. Um, It's not necessarily something I want to say goodbye to or need to say goodbye to. So work for me is defined by figuring it out. I have been fully employed as an employee. I have spent a little time being completely freelance. I have been on furlough this year. I have worked part-time. I feel like I've done it all this year. (laughs) And I'm just feeling out what feels good, like the right blend that feels good for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's really interesting that you say about what was it the thing that keeps the lights on so you can do what lights you up because mm-hmm. I had this really interesting experience recently where so I've joined a mastermind which is mm-hmm. led by Madison Morrigan and I'm the only non-US person in it and we would do on one of the calls there was this like whole exercise about like, where do you want to be in 25 years time mm. and for me for definitely at least the last three years if not a bit longer like a question like that I'm immediately on a farm (laughs) or not (laughs) not necessarily a farm like I'm on the veranda of a cabin there is a veg patch I've got nowhere to be I'm just like sipping my tea thinking about what I might feel like doing not got anything to rush to gonna go and harvest some tomatoes whatever and so that's always where I go to and then in this mastermind it's like I want to have a 20 million dollar business <laughs> and then like I want to have uh, I want to be like the go-to person like that came up a lot I want to be known that came up a lot and I was like I hear that yeah I just want to live in my cabin on my own and have no one bother me. Like, am I, and then I was like, am I? just I... want my veg patch. Yeah. <laughs> and I was kind of questioning myself of like, have I got on this train of, I don't want growth, I don't want the big stuff as a way of playing small? Like, is it what I actually want? Or do I not want, or do, yeah. or am I keeping myself small? Mm. And, and, and wrapped up in that, going back to the, 
lights on to light you up is that that's what lights me up is not having to do stuff (laughs) and that actually maybe that is what it is Mm. and if I believed in giving yourself permission or permission slips or whatever I would say that you know that kind of questioning was you giving yourself permission to reject the other stuff that other people want and just own what it is that you want Mm. yeah I feel that very much the same like I, I questioned myself I was like but are you holding back because you know Frank and Field could be so much more so many opportunities have already come from it okay yeah it could be but do I want that mm-hmm. <laughs> and what I want may change and I give it full freedom and flexibility to do so but for now I'm very happy just exploring all the things it can be until I kind of settle and be like hmm Okay, I like it here. This is cool. Yeah, I, I just and we just have growth as such default. And I like there's not absolutely yes. no shade to anybody who does want a twenty million dollar business or whatever. Like, awesome. Go for it. Yeah. If that's, that's absolutely great. what you want. But I and I was kind of like looking at them feeling like I don't have that same sort of energy around mm. what I want, but what I want doesn't generate that kind of energy. <laughs> like you don't need a lot of like get up and go to do nothing (laughs) (laughs) I would potentially disagree okay maybe the word Mm. maybe it's not get up and go but I think you do need a certain something to keep you still in a world that constantly tells you to move and be doing Mm -hmm. go go on go on go on is that that the end (laughs) I think I think it I think it might be the end you might bring something else out of me but you like you know it doesn't take much energy to do nothing I I think I actually big time disagree no I think I disagree now (laughs) when you when you see people say oh you know I want rest and they acknowledge that you don't need to earn rest but then they give themselves a period of rest and within 10 minutes they're like okay so now what Mm, (laughs) you know existing in the structures of productivity I guess and capitalism but particularly productivity to take the time to truly do nothing and not look for any sense of value in it to just be can be one of the hardest things I think it takes a lot because you are pushing against everything that this world says when your eyes are open Mm. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're so, and it's like a like a, a piece of seaweed or a plant that like a lot of energy goes into the roots to keep it still and not get washed with the tide or like blown with the wind. Like it has yeah. to, it's not necessarily growing anywhere, but it's it's the holding on is taking yes. a lot of energy. It's taken a lot of energy because it may look like you are not doing anything. But actually, maybe you're using even more energy to form resistance, to stay. (laughs) Mm. Mm. Uh, Because I think it is something you can get swept up in or feel like you should be doing something when your aim that you need to keep coming back to is, no, no, I wanted this. (laughs) Mm. This is what I wanted. This is it. Mm. This is the dream. This is my dream. Yeah, you're so you're so right. And actually, the more I think about it, I sort of have conversations about like with with family members about kind of 
the future of my business and or financial security and all that sort of thing and they're like well you, you need to do more you need to work harder and I'm kind of like and I, I'm you know big enough and ugly enough now to kind of take that and put it through my own lens and be like okay well I'm gonna uh do I'm not gonna more. do that I'm not gonna do oh, that thanks. but I'm gonna do my version of that um, but like but that is the default mm. of mm-hmm. well if you you have to you have to a want more yeah and do more like and if it's kind of like I don't want more people do not know what to do with that no I remember being sat in like you know performance reviews and stuff that you might have annually at work Mm. and they'd be like so you know filling in some little text box piece of paper where do you want to go from here where do you see yourself in like three months six months and people would kind of like look up from the paper whoever was leading the interview and I'd be like I just like what I'm doing now and this is what I want to stay doing and I think it takes some bravery in a way to say that but then I guess you're then you're looked at as not ambitious but Mm. a maybe my ambitions don't lie here because this is not the only thing I'm doing in life and b so what (laughs) so what if this is all I want to do Mm. Is that not my prerogative? And you should be happy because then technically maybe that indicates that I would be more likely to be loyal because I'm not trying to climb this ladder and yeah, do all these yeah. jumps and leapfrogs and backflips to get up there wherever up there is. <laughs> yeah, I just the, this idea of not having traditional ambition, like ambition yeah. for for more capitalist success mm. is is a character flaw. <laughs> There we go. Yeah. And it takes, I think I understand what we were just talking about now. It takes a lot of energy to resist it and to kind of stand in what is true for you. Because a lot of the time you just find yourself questioning yourself and thinking, is is this right? Is this right? But everybody else is doing that thing. And actually, as everyone's kind of going back to work and we're thinking about maybe some places are going back into offices in September and stuff and people are it, it feels like a lot of people are slowly getting back onto the treadmills. Whereas for me, the last 18, 19 months or so feel like something I can never go back from. It's just not possible. But then you're left feeling like the odd one out. And I sit and question and look around sometimes. And I'm like, do we not all go through the same thing? And were, were you not saying X? before and now I don't know um, I don't I don't know I guess you could say oh well, you're a bit hypocritical because you've gone back to full-time work but I think the reasons behind it for me are different um, and what I get out of it is different and I know that I have many other parts to me that make up my wholeness it's not just work it's not mm. a career ladder like the outlook, the lens, the aim, everything is completely different now to what it was in the latter part of 2019. So all those parts that make up your wholeness, Mm. are they things that you feel you've always had or always been aware of and that has always shaped your view of like workers' identity, workers' ambition, or has has that been a shift over the last 18 months? (laughs) You're going to laugh at me. (laughs) I was too busy watching your hands and I was like, I don't think she had a question for you. (laughs) I was looking at your face like, I don't think she understood. Waffle on and talk about about nonsense. You were like, that's not what I asked you. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I could kind of I was like I don't think that's really gone in there <laughs> I'm like <laughs> yeah I talk with my hands a lot um, I quite often like knock things down. over you do it you do what you need to do I'm gonna focus right ask yeah. me again so, go as you're talking about having the different parts of you that make up the whole yes have you always had had that or at least an awareness of it if not a f- as fully formed version of it as you do now and mm. has that therefore shaped the way that you've approached work in the past i think i was very passive in the way that i approached work um when i was in sixth form i i'm an only child i'm like a second generation black Caribbean. I'm the first one in my family to have gone to uni. I didn't know what I was doing. So when my form tutor was like, pick six unis and carry on doing something you you like, that's what I did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, you know, you know, you're meant to do this kind of scholastic education and then you apparently you're meant to go to university and then the world is meant to be wide open for you. And I just kind of like followed down the path and didn't ask anything and was like, well, this is what you're meant to do. And I will get what you're meant to get because I'm doing what you're meant to do. (laughs) But I've always had like, I think, passions and other things outside of work. But I think work took up a lot bigger part of the pie. And a lot of that time was spent searching. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'm in the wrong career. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's why I'm not going up this this ladder or whatever. Or maybe that's why I'm not fulfilled in work. But I think bit by bit, it just started to kind of fade away. Um, and other things started taking up more space in the pie. And so now... I think I view I view work, I view money, I view, you know, earning money as just like, okay, what kind of life do you want to live? What are the numbers attached to that life? Okay, how are you going to earn that? And it doesn't matter kind of it can come from different places, from freelance contracts and online services and from a job. It can come from wherever. And I feel that just feels a lot better to me now. It feels a lot more balanced. Before, I think I was constantly surfing along a tide and feeling against a tide and feeling like a failure, but I I wasn't meant to be there. (laughs) I think I've just accepted. I'm, I'm not necessarily, I'm not a traditional career person. And I think a lot of those elements are kind of dying out anyway but yeah I don't know if I answered the question again no (laughs) no no it is and it's very similar to you in terms of like you go to you like these are the steps and just kind of just following them really unquestioningly because we've all been promised that that's where happiness is at the end of those and like for me certainly in my early 20s work and success at work whatever that was was Mm -hmm. was everything and actually, I say my early twenties, pretty much up until like last year, was like <laughs> was it was it was the pie, mm. and I had this consciousness that I wanted it not to be the whole pie, but I was like, I don't know how to like other things, like I uh-huh. I don't even know how to not base my identity around like anything work based mm-hmm. ambition. Mm-hmm. That's really really interesting. So how have you begun? to find identity or in other things mm. apart from 
work-based ambition. Yeah, I think with this, I think the kind of the nuanced part of it, I think I'm too close to the mirror to see at the moment because the 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 big answer is that I had like a great big traumatic breakup <laughs> and then suddenly like you don't give a shit anymore and you just are just like, oh, I need to hang on to this life. And it just kind of takes your, just switches your head a completely different way, like almost overnight as this kind of like, oh, none of this matters. <laughs> I just don't care about these things anymore. I just, I just, and I can't, and like I said, I'm too close to the mirror to really properly see it. And I, my hope is that in like months and years to come, I'll be able to unravel it a bit more, but it is just like, oh, now I don't care about those things. And now I do care about these things. And mm. there's not like a, this is my 10 step process of how I did it. It just like shifted. The coordinates shifted. Mm. i feel I definitely feel you on that kind of almost overnight becoming unbothered about things I think now I'm quite unbothered about a lot of things but at first I was angry about Mm. about a lot of things I think about the lies that I felt I had been sold but at the same time I have to accept my responsibility for the role I played in just going along with a lot of things there were people doing other other stuff, not many, but there were people doing, you know, forging their own paths. Um, but yeah, a lot of things that used to matter don't matter anymore. I mean, I would not shoulder too much responsibility because like, <laughs> you've got your every teacher you've ever had, like every media outlet, every like every single message in the whole wide world was giving you this one unified message and like yeah there's a few outliers doing something different like I remember saying like years ago that when I was growing up the only people who were self-employed were like people at school's dads who had a computer company or were like a builder or something like that was what self-employment was and so it was just like not an option at all so i don't think like you have to take too much responsibility for (laughs) for going (laughs) along with the only option that was presented and actually you're right because my my dad tried working for people and that just no that didn't work so he was self-employed for a lot of his career and long term as a painter and decorator and my mum well my nan wanted her to be a nurse to fulfill her own dreams for her um, my mum was like, yeah, it's not going to happen. So then she got a job at a bank and that to my nan was like, yes, this is a secure <laughs> job that you can be in until you retire. I approve. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think a few years passed and she wanted to leave the bank. And my nan was was like, what do you, what do you mean? Where are you going? Why are you leaving this stable, wonderful job? I, I don't understand. And so I had I had a dad who was self-employed, but my mum was kind of like always the safe route, mm. the safe rod and staff. So kind of like there were the peaks and troughs for my dad with his self-employed business. But my mum always, you know, bought in the monthly money doing she was a PA as well for a lot of her, her career. And so I've had, you know, I, when I think about what I saw growing up, you're very right in that it was largely men being self-employed and well for me my mum being like that kind of stable anchor this is how much we have coming in regardless of what's happening with you so makes a lot more sense actually Mm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you? Growing up, what did you see in terms of working your close family and how do you think mm. that's affected you or influenced well, you? My dad worked in the same place for 47 years. Wow. And my mum, maybe 25, 30 years, same I place. Just, I don't even understand stuff like that. <laughs> well, and they were, ve- they are, but both came from very poor backgrounds with very large families. Mm-hmm. And so security is... Ah is the it's, it's everything it's mm-hmm. there is nothing but the pursuit of security okay what i find is interesting is and it probably makes sense but i'm like the opposite of that <laughs> <laughs> and it may probably make sense that because like very grateful to them and very privileged position that they worked so hard to mean that like I didn't have to worry about security and there was like a lot of, mm. also a lot of shielding me from things but mm. like I I was never like oh I'm insecure about not being able to do this or not being able to do that but also I think could probably see how much it trapped them because so in those jobs but so miserable and so mm. unhappy and both since said they wished that they'd left earlier and done other things but yeah, that's, and so it's interesting to me that I'm very like, the money will come, it's fine. I'll just keep doing the right things and <laughs> it will come. <laughs> and that I, I tend, I will always like refund or turn down something that isn't gonna, that's gonna make my life miserable rather than just do it because for the money. I see. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm choosing my version of what a hybrid hyphenated work life looks like, because I, I, I don't want to sound like precious, but I'm like, I don't want and I can't work with the pressure being on my creativity and constantly coming up with ideas. I don't mm-hmm. work well like that. Over the summer, I took part of my job and one of one of my values actually is security but I remember thinking when I was like okay I've got this like money ticking over help me tick over the summer like just need a little something whatever to get by and I remember thinking this isn't so much about security as about the space that it makes and the space that it makes for me to to think and write and have ideas and sow seeds and do freelance things and actually those were some of my best months in a fledgling business because I just gave myself that little bit of space Mm. Uh, I've never been very good at I don't know continuing to find pleasure in things that I'm, I'm forced to do or I don't know I remember all that it feels like the joy has been sucked out of because I don't know you're trying to make a living from it or or whatever so hearing a lot about people having these kind of hyphenate work lives is helping me find comfort in where I'm at mm. and that's interesting about the security in the space as well because having said that I've been very laissez-faire with the whole security <laughs> thing I've have found myself recently writing mm. like if you're kind of answering a journal prompt or whatever about what you want and what you crave and what will make things easier and stuff, it's stability and security, which has never, ever come up for me. Mm. But I think because the last year 
has been mm. insane in terms of like having to pay the entire mortgage on my own and having mm. a lot having a lot of financial outlay and at the same time not a lot coming in because I've been like really transitioning my work and just mm-hmm. sort of stopped doing stuff and then was like <laughs> oh these these levels are getting a little bit close and so but it's not it's not security in and of itself because I'm kind of like I just want some firm ground to jump up off oh yeah and it feels yeah. like I'm I'm trying to jump out of like really sticky mud yes yes I I, oh, I feel like our, our life paths are kind of mirroring each other in different ways because for me the word that has been in my mind lately has been chaotic <laughs> I feel like my life <laughs> is chaotic and it changes like almost it feels like day to day week to week month to month and I saw a friend for the first time in a very long time and um she was like I can't believe some of the stuff you've been dealing with because like to deal with one of those things in a in a year and a half (laughs) would be enough let alone all of them sometimes at the same time and so for me I'm like I am very happy just I'm happy doing a nine to five I was happy doing my part-time hours over the summer because it was it was routine hours and it was stable and there was no rotors it was just like set days and that gave me that firm and stable ground when everything else was Mm. like in the air and I was really grateful for it actually I still am Mm. (laughs) did you feel when well I know there still are in the chaos but in the midst of chaos Mm. Did you feel like I should be doing more than this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's so weird, isn't it? Like I had this the other day of like, oh, maybe it's okay that I don't have like the world's biggest motivational energy at the moment, <laughs> given that I'm just <laughs> trying to stay alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, because, okay, so it's the... It's probably one of the first times since uni that I've worked part time. And I I just announced this thing. I was like, I'm having like a summer of white space, like just (laughs) me. I'm just going to like, you know, absorb everything to do with me. I'm going to like try like my creative stuff and like these outlets. But it's just going to be all about me and I'm only going to work enough. And I would feel guilty because I think what I realized is that because I've never done this before. I treated a lot of those days and those times where I wasn't due to be at work somewhere to clock in as days off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, I did feel like I have this time. I should be doing more. But if there's one thing I question now more than ever, it's whenever a should comes into my mind, I question the should. Because should I? Mm. Should I? <laughs> the answer's often no. <laughs> And it's hard sometimes, I think, to differentiate between a should and a want because it's especially like with the creativity and the Frank and Feel stuff, it's like, well, I want to, like, big picture wise, I want to do this. Yes. But now in this moment, it feels like a should and, and that that can get very kind of mixed up. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm in another bit of, an, in another moment of that right now because I, I gave myself the summer off. I, I only started 
hosting workshops in February and I did it up until June and I did private ones and I took on um, different freelance contracts and I was copywriting and I was doing podcast interviews and all sorts Um, whatever kind of came my way and felt right I was like yeah and I've given myself the summer off and I've not been active on socials for the last couple of weeks I was like I really want some downtime hilariously that I said that I wanted downtime and the very same day I got a phone call saying so you applied for a job do you want to start next week (laughs) (laughs) no downtime for you (laughs) so I'm having creative downtime but not downtime in other ways and just for where I'm at I think I don't know mentally I'm a bit like should I come should I like go back to that stuff in September because I've got things planned out and planned in but there's part of me I'm trying to kind of tap into that's a bit like "Mm, well you are in this for the long long term your creativity is not going anywhere this is not like a get rich quick must capitalize Mm. on the attention type thing for me so if you feel like you need to take the you know next quarter of the year off to work on things in the background stay on that steady ground, get used to working full time again. It's okay, but I'm having that kind of a battle with myself about it. I'm not sure. What What is the battle? If these are temporary feelings or honest truths that I really need to pay attention to, because I feel like if I, if I say, talk about the plans and the things that I want to do and to put the wheels in motion there is no getting off until December and that feels quite a long way away I just I don't know if I've got I'm, I'm not sure it's weird because when I first started doing workshops I would only plan them like a couple of weeks in advance I literally would just think of a word or a theme and be like I'm thinking of doing a workshop on this who wants to come I have planned out, I've got the next nine months worth of um, workshops planned out. And it's so strange that I have them planned out, but there's a resistance where I'm just like, I just just don't know. (laughs) Strange. Yeah. I don't really know what what I think about that because there is this really nice and maybe rose-tinted, lovely hindsight view of the energy of like, I'm just so inspired to run a workshop on this one idea. But like, also... Is that sustainable? Is that what you like? And and that's the and I guess maybe that's where is is the resistance about not now, not or not this. It's definitely not now. It is not not this. Yeah, I think it's potentially just not now. And actually, the way I've set it up is that it is sustainable because it's funny how even if you're trying to find your own way, people will, I guess still provide their opinions on the way they think you should do things and so I remember uh, one friend saying well you know because I only host my workshops monthly on purpose in line with my cycle when I know I have the energy to actually deal with all this stuff and she was like oh but you know if you did it once a week then you could be making this and And I'm like okay yeah that's nice but I don't have I don't have the energy for that and it's not what I want Mm. so yeah Mm. I could but why But yeah, I I know what you mean, that sometimes I have to say to myself, like, am I letting myself off the hook or is this right? (laughs) Because, and I I know like some, 
and probably what I would say to someone and definitely what I've heard people say is that like, oh, how does it feel in your body? If it feels right, then it's right. And it's like at the time when you're you're letting yourself not do something, that also feels very nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't want to do this and now I'm letting myself not. Like that feels great. And I think what I've started to do is think about future me and like oh, even okay. even end of the day me that feels loads happier for having done it. Oh, I like um, that. As well as like in two weeks me, that's really glad that I actually did like clear out the end cupboard before I move. (laughs) But actually, especially this week, end of the day me has has been ruling the roost and it actually has felt loads better that I kind of go out for my evening walk. And I'm. it's weird, I'm so used to having a feeling of like something hanging over me that I've not done that I've gone out for these walks and been like I can't shift the feeling that I've not done something even though I know that I'm like the four things (laughs) I wanted to do today I've done (laughs) but But then I guess like we were saying there's always that feeling of but you could do more maybe Mm. you should do more Mm. there's always something else to do don't you want to do it don't you want to start no Yeah, I lo- it, really like yeah. that. And actually, sometimes end of the day, me is like, oh, I, I don't care if you don't do that. And so, I, and then I'm, I'm like, oh, I feel really good. I can take that off. But then sometimes end of the day, me is like, no, you, I would really prefer it if you did answer <laughs> all the emails. <laughs> I like that. I think I'm going to write in the voice of at the end of the day, me. I like it. It's really good. It's really good. So. I also want to circle right back to something you said, like almost the very first thing you said um, about your fury at the career ladder, because I don't think we've sort of like elbowed in there a little bit, but we've not tackled it head on. I just, I just feel like I've, I've battled and I've been trying to, I was trying to find success in the wrong places, success determined by a um, salary bracket, success determined by a title, by who I was managing, by high how how high up I would appear in those like kind of job hierarchy, organisational chart type <laughs> things, and everything that I didn't really give like a damn about. And at the time, I I was in a studio, and I just remember being incandescent with rage. <laughs> the more I, I sat in the studio on my own and thought about everything <laughs> and really like winding myself up about it. <laughs> I was like, I, I get on this. I remember graduating and um, papering my CV across the internet because I was just like, I just need a graduate job. I don't care where it is. I need a graduate job so I can get on this ladder. And I ended up working in merchandising for about five five six years and I got my first job and it took about a year and a half to get it because they put the role on pause and they did about four different interviews and whatever else and I was so pleased I had got this job I was like in on the bottom rung and I remember saying like telling my godfather how much I earned and he was like but I thought you went to uni and I was like I did um excuse me what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I did but firstly I graduated into like the financial crash of 2008 <laughs> <laughs> 
and like this is just what it is but it's it's so funny how people have ideas because he didn't like go to uni and they just have ideas of like oh well that's the mm. springboard that, that elevates you and I can honestly tell you like coming from a Caribbean background education is everything 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 so it was like you know if, if you have all these pieces of paper and all these qualifications and no one can deny you then you can like shoot upwards and whatever else but yeah I was angry that I had been placed on this rung and I kind of like jumped ladders and I was trying to push to get these metrics and get these sign off so I could apply for the next roll up and then I kind of career changed and I was like so I'm working so hard to try and get more money to then get on another ladder, which would be the property ladder in my mind, to have someone tell me, okay, yes, you're earning enough to be able to take out this 40 year loan so you can carry on working. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, all of this is a freaking joke. Like, what the hell? What What the hell is this? What, what have we signed up for? I don't understand why we're all actively participating in this. What kind of nonsense? <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I'm just outraged. And to the one marker and I unfairly place it here, but it's just like my my it's like my venom board for me. If I never get another LinkedIn notification in my life, I will be a happy being. Honestly, I'm just like it's just career peacocking and it really pisses me off. Mm. Um I don't want to know who's been looking at my profile. I don't want to give you real live time view of my CV as it's growing and forming and developing. Go away. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, just a lot of anger at what I feel I like. The the powers that be and the things that I feel like none of, not none of us, I can't say none of us, a fair amount of us are not happy with, but are still playing that game because I, I think we don't know what else to do or mm. not enough people have tried and tested the other things for us to feel safe to step into it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, like never, we were, we were given one option but made to feel like we'd chosen it when we had it there we go yeah and something that kind of came into my head the other day that and it it translates to this but also to like what we do in our businesses and stuff is just like there's just doing a loads of load of stuff you hate towards things you don't even want Mm -hmm. and like you just don't sometimes you don't even realize it yeah yeah um it's it's funny because I've heard it a few times before, but I felt it for myself. Stepping off of a lot of those ladders, working part-time, hourly rate, I'm on a temp to perm role now. I've never been happier. <laughs> it's a shame I don't have my phone here to, to look at something that I'd I'd, I'd written. Um, but sometimes I feel like we spend so long searching for things or searching for the things that light us up and make us happy that we don't recognize when they exist or when they've arrived. And for me, I had a distinct moment this summer when I was at home and it was about, must have been about half 10, quarter to 11 in the morning on just a Thursday. And I think my, my laundry was hanging in hanging out in the garden and I was sat having a coffee and I was reading a book and I was like I think this this is my version of happiness like mm. this is and I didn't I didn't think that version of happiness would come with a part-time job 
that meant, oh, I get my slow mornings to myself. I get to do my freelance work and then I go to work two till six. I think I thought it was at the end for a long time at the top of that career ladder where, you know, you earn enough that then maybe you can take the space, but you have to grind and work and Mm -hmm. climb to get there. And that was a very poignant point for me in terms of thinking about how I think about work, how I think about money, how I think about what I need. Um, Yeah, very big turning point. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, that's really nice. And I think, like, (laughs) this is a random reference, but there's, like, a a quote from the US office, which is, like, I wish you knew you were in the good old days before they become the good old days. And that's kind of, like, what it's like, isn't it, of... (sighs) how often we let we're so busy looking forward towards happiness that we don't notice it in the present i i literally wrote something the other day where i said like i all like these are meant to be the good old days like these are the good old days and i almost missed them because i was so concerned about the years mm-hmm. so concerned about what would happen on the the grand plan or what was happening in five years and what i was working towards i wasn't paying attention to the days and how the days felt. So yeah, mm. I definitely feel that reference. <laughs> <laughs> because that's it, isn't it? That's what we think about. Like when, when we think about what we want or the future or goals, they're like things or like that company hierarchy or, or like whatever it is, but our memories of days. Yeah. Don't, we don't have memories of... I don't, can't even think like, oh, there I was. I was the manager. Like, you know, that's not a memory that you kind of look Sting. back on. Yeah. I, 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 there's a, there's one kind of nugget that always comes to me when I talk about stuff like this. And there's an author called Lovey Ajayi Jones. And she was having a conversation with her therapist. And I can't remember what they were talking about, but maybe they were thinking about future and what will you say about yourself you know when you're looking back in retrospect and I think her therapist asked her something about her work and she was like you know because all of these roles that we have they're all rented so what happens when you give them back and I was like oh pardon me (laughs) I I like that like who are you without the roles and the titles because they all go back at one point and one time or another and then who are you then mm-hmm. I think that has been a big question of mine over the last year and a bit mm. who are you without it all yeah because <laughs> in yeah. a lot of ways I've been forced to think about it and forced to answer not forced in some cases wanted to ask those questions yeah that's it and that's some really similarly something I think about is like well, all these people who want to make a million pounds or want to have a six-figure business like who are you the day after you the day after you make a million pounds yes my my friend always says this thing she's like um someone will say something to her and she'll be like yeah okay what now you said the thing or you've done the thing you've got to the place what now mm. <laughs> and I always like to think of that as well yeah mm. Yeah, just remembering like it's all, there's always something bigger. Mm. Yes. I want to know before we end though, bringing it back to you, <laughs> how are you defining work right now? Ooh. Yeah, maybe I should prepare something for this. <laughs> <laughs> I just because... ask the questions, I don't answer them. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, it's interesting that 
you know, you'd sort of think, oh, work is the thing that makes you money. Whereas right now, mm-hmm. almost one of my full-time jobs is selling a mo- this house and moving. Like that mm. is, and, and I very consciously was like, I need to treat this as my job because mm. it needs to happen and it's not going to happen otherwise. And like, so that is a big part of my work right now is like mm. all of that stuff and what goes into it. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. Does that lead me to a point where I'm defining work as something I don't really want to do, but I have to? That's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> it's so. <laughs> um, but that makes sense to me because to me, it's it's giving light to the things that demand our energy, but maybe don't necessarily come with you know the typical trappings of of work or I don't know a nine to five but they're still asking of Mm. you um so there should be recognition of the things we do that maybe aren't are still work but maybe aren't classed as traditional work Mm. Mm. yeah but I think it's also something that will probably change next month (laughs) or the month after and it's and I think that for me in general really the story of 2021 has been my inward journey to try and fall back in love with work again that it was something like kind of as I said it was something that was so all-encompassing as Mm -hmm. everything that I cared about thought about wanted to do Mm -hmm. and then this sort of shift happened and it just and also with everything that I've been doing on a personal level like something just had to be let go of and it was this and it in so doing it kind of became like oh god and I've also got to do work (laughs) 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 and I don't and I don't want to feel I do want to get to and I I very much feel like I'm like 70% of the way to a point where I can relish it again but it just like some cogs needed to move and some pieces of the machine needed to get oiled before that could happen and that's okay it's good to to see and hear you talk about being 70% of the way there because I feel like at the beginning of the summer when we've just had chats anyway you've just been like no throw it all away (laughs) I'm not interested like I just I just can't do it I don't know what I want I'm a rebel I I just I don't know (laughs) (laughs) so actually even just as a as a bystander and as your friend it's nice to kind of see how I guess the work you've done but also the tide of time does make Mm. a change gives me hope that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) the tide of time that's the thing there's some sometimes you just can't fast forward it just does take time sorry thanks (laughs) sorry for that Like, I'm like, oh, what a nice sentiment, but also uh, drop me out. also, no, thank you. (laughs) Exactly. Do not want. (laughs) Well, there we go. Put the world to rights for another week. I'm currently now sat in the dark. Um, very dark. <laughs> I'm like, I can't light really off. see you anymore. Okay. I, I can hear you. You still there? I turned up the brightness on my laptop, so I'm sort of trying to illuminate my face. Lean into the screen. <laughs> closer and closer. <laughs> oh, right. gosh. Right, Sasha, we'll speak to you in a couple of weeks.
yeah, see what's changed then in my chaotic life. <laughs> Next time on My Chaotic Life. <laughs> And that's our show for today. Any links that we mentioned will be on my website at simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast. And you can find me and Sasha on Instagram. I'm at simpleandseason and she's at frankandfeel. If you have a friend who you think you would really enjoy this conversation, please do send them the link and share where you're listening online too. And until next time, I hope you grow a soul. 